All right. Welcome, everyone, to this week's roundtable. I'm back with Jeff. We had a week off. Uh, Jeff was on vacation, and uh, I didn't want to go it alone. I didn't have any ideas. So, punt. Yep. Punt till this week. So, we're back um, with more conversations that um, you probably don't need. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe But here they are. But here they are. So, uh, yeah, so the topic for this week, th thing I want to talk to you about is um, I read your chapter five of your dissertation and uh, you, you, me, when I wrote it, and that's about the last person that's read it. <laughs> There's a few people who've read this chapter and, but it was cool because I, it, it's so funny because I feel like our relationship pastorally is that chapter applied. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool because I, I mm. it, it's basically on the need for younger pastors to be tethered to older pastors. Mm. To, and so I, I kind of picture it if you could hitch up passion with wisdom, mm. mm -hmm. you're going to get a stronger church. Yeah. You're going to get the passion of youth, but the, the wisdom of age. And, mm. and that's one of the things I'm so grateful for. You know, you hired me way back in 1999, and yet now here we are in 2021 yeah. working together. Yeah. And there's mutual admiration and respect, but it, it works. But it was just a picture of that chapter. Hmm. Um, I wonder just what was in your heart when yeah. you wrote it and what, how you see that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was birthed out of, um, well, both experience, right? Just existentially, <laughs> there was a, uh, a looking around and realizing, wow, there are a lot of younger guys who rightly have passion, drive, vision, ambition, good, healthy stuff. Um, but also older guys who have had experienced all of that, but now have just been growing in just maturity, mm -hmm. just more time mm -hmm. on earth, you know, more time in their Bibles, more time in life mm -hmm. experience. And the idea that um, there's a lot of, uh, sometimes unnecessary risk taking going on with that younger leader that if they could just gain from that older generation. So just existentially, just seeing it happen. And then passages like first John two different passages in the scripture that uh, just either talk about like just narratively talk about the tethering together of the fuller expression of God's church, God's family fathers and young men. And then first John just talking about, you know, these older men who have known him who is from the mm -hmm. beginning, you know, but the young men who are out there victorious and mm -hmm. fighting the evil one. And I'm like, man, there's a healthy way. Well, let me say this. There's a, an unhealthy way that the older guys um, diminish the role of the younger guys and are actually just irritated mm -hmm. by them. And man, they just need to earn their spurs. And when they get more stripes, you know, then they can mm -hmm. be like me. They kind of put glass ceilings on younger men. Mm -hmm. And then there are younger men that look up at the old dudes and they're like, they're just in my way. They're just mm -hmm. got their foot on the brakes all the time. So there, there can be more of an antagonism mm -hmm. built into yep. that generational divide. And I'm saying, yeah, but when the gospel steps in, when Jesus steps in, shouldn't there be a beautifully healthy way that that not only eliminates the antagonism, but the beauty that both of those bring can just be a fuller expression of gospel movement. And uh, so mm -hmm. both existentially and then also just 
reading my Bible, mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing yeah. we should see more of that, especially in church planting, right? That which is what the purpose of the book was. Um, especially as we're sending out typically young guys, rightly young mm-hmm. guys, but kind of left untethered from the older mm-hmm. wisdom. I felt like, man, shouldn't we even um create those kind of partnerships mm-hmm. intentionally? Yeah. Well, I think about even when we got to Iowa City, one of the greatest gifts that was waiting for us here that I didn't realize uh, was Dale and Lori Mulligan. Totally. And oh, Doug and Jean Boatman and Jim and Jolene Walker and on and on the list goes of, of people that I, you know, could name and just older. But, but you had that. I think you had that instinct. You just had this. Um even though you hadn't read that chapter, you you didn't need to read my chapter. You had this gravitational pull toward the, you saw the need in your soul for that. Mm. And so you were looking for it. It didn't just happen. Mm. You had a a desire to to find those guys. And so when, when they came into your life, you grabbed on it. It was intentional, you know? And I think, I think there are people, even I think about Chris and Lisa Olson, older people who have shaped Veritas as Mm. much as anyone, maybe not from a, you know, position of being an elder preacher, but just example and life. And, you know, uh, you know, Chris did this 40 days of prayer that I've been using Mm. in my counseling to people of, Hey, if you're in a wilderness, use, take advantage of the time. It's, there's so much wisdom of age and older people. Um, I, I think about uh, this. Okay. So here's the thing. I, I have many ideas. I love ideas. (laughs) I'm always coming up with ideas. And uh, so I had another book idea that will never be written. <laughs> so I've got a whole one list. of these is actually going to stick. You well, know one of them happen. I've got, I've have started all these different books and I have a file <laughs> just like, you know, books and like, it's about, you know, it's probably like 20 books that I've started. Here's this book. And uh, this is where the bridge comes with, with reading your chapter and kind of what spurs this. Um, the, the title is something like uh, the pastor's progress. So right now I'm reading Pilgrim's progress and mm. I'm seeing, I'm seeing this, mm. the, you know, uh, John Bunyan wrote this about the life of a Christian. So the character Christian meets all these different people along the way. And these are temptations. Mm. These are uh, disciples, people along the way that, that Christian encounters. I'm like, man, I've met that person too. You know, mi- Mr. Worldly wise man and mm-hmm. uh, you know, legality and all these different, I've been to that place, vanity yeah. fair as well. Yeah. Um, but, but I was thinking about that, a pastoral version of that, all the different, the people that I've met and mm. kind of my own journey in ministry, which I think all this applies to people who are not in ministry. So even your chapter five on uh, youth right. and age, that applies to uh, a mom, you know, totally. a woman that's, uh, it, it applies to a single uh, man or woman absolutely in their in their late 20s in their 30s trying to you know just having the wisdom of age mm-hmm. um, it applies to uh, businessmen or women that are you know even having mentors in in totally. work and all those things that applies I think this applies mm-hmm. similarly in all those situations even though it's written from the perspective of a pastor mm-hmm. you know and these different people and so uh I'll read you some of the chapter titles without explaining them and maybe it'll do intrigue. And the reason that I, I, when I thought about this, I'm like, 
but I think I have this, I have this rule that I don't know that anyone should write a book before they're 60 years old. Because <laughs> what do you know? I mean, right. and, and so this will have to go on the shelf, but I'm like, but if I pull Jeff in, because <laughs> I'm almost there, you're almost I can there. See 60 from here. <laughs> Maybe we can count it. Maybe we can count it if we co write it. Totally. <laughs> so I don't know who knows over the next few weeks at the round table, maybe we'll talk about some of these chapters, but what some of the chapter titles I was thinking about. Uh, two things I will never do. Uh, this next chapter, ministry FOMO, <laughs> building down first. Uh, another chapter title is, I wrote a book on that. Um, <laughs> Cheetos are sin. If, you, if any of you listened <laughs> to my salt sermon, you'll know what that was. Uh, faithfulness in preaching means dot, dot, dot. Um, speaking circuits and the need to matter. Um, if you want it to be there, every 19 year old is a Marxist. <laughs> I don't want to be a mega church pastor in the Bible belt. <laughs> I'm not going to plan a church. I'm going to plan a network. Oh. Vision is the opposite of what you think and friendship. Mm. These are just uh, a start to just ideas. And then under these, I kind of explain what each of them are. I really dig the, the, the metaphor or whatever of the journey and people getting dropped in. What, what's the name of the, that it's actually a series of stories from like medieval times of Canterbury tales, Canterbury tales. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, anyway, and you know, I'm going through Lord of the Rings again, sorry, but, but I keep finding the characters that are my new favorite character. And, and now that the, the two side character hobbits are with Treebeard, you know, and just listening to Treebeard, I'm like, okay, now I think he's my new favorite character, you know, but just that idea mm -hmm. that on this journey, you keep, you know, you've got the main characters and then you've got these different ones and mm -hmm. just keep getting dropped on the path. So I, I like the, the mm -hmm. use of that, that narrative journey thing. Yeah. Because all of us, right? I, when I think of, for me, even just um, what little over a year ago, or whenever it was, a couple of years ago now, I guess, um, getting to sit down with Ray and Janie Ortland, you know, mm. just those moments that yep. it was a one little two day experience that I really feel like shaped the trajectory mm. of my of my spiritual journey and stuff. So, yeah, who who does God kind of drop into your mm -hmm. path that shapes your thinking? Yep. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, it's, I guess one of the, I, I don't know if we get into one of these, but um, one of the ideas is um, the chapter ministry FOMO build down first. Mm. Um, I was thinking about that. Um, if I had a piece of paper, I would, I would sketch a little, that's all right. Um, but it's the, it's the idea of um when you're young in ministry, you see other people shooting ahead of you yeah. and excelling. Oh man, man, they're getting opportunities to do what I want to do. And if I just had the opportunity, I could also totally be a star and do what they're doing. Maybe it's a guy that's younger you, than you that's written a book, right? Or someone younger than you that all of a sudden they took off on social media and or they're church yep. blew up and was successful maybe it's you know uh for a mother you know you're looking at someone else is having a bunch of kids or having a family mm. and you want what and you're just whatever 
it applies to you're looking over yeah. at someone else and they are right and it's just envy right yeah and you're just yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure and envy. so and so you think about um that in ministry i see that all the time that you and it makes you restless discontent in yeah. where you are and you you want to get out you want to do something significant do something that matters and i was thinking of the um this the the thing is ministry fomo build down first mm. so in san francisco there's this massive condo building of like luxury condo units uh joe montana owns one of these uh just one of the little condo units mm. so i can tell you the kind of people that are in there right. it's a super high-rise building that overlooks the ocean in san francisco and the problem is this thing is tilting the foundation is sinking and this thing is actually tilting. The thing is that I wonder with young people is the question is, does the strength of your character, mm -hmm. is, it, is it able to hold the weight of God's Man. blessing on your life? Man, I've seen people get crushed right because the success right. the blessing it's it and i would say blessing yes i mean think about Absolutely. samson right that dude was blessed god yes. had given him power but the strength of his character yeah was not able to hold it and so it crushed him and it and it crushed a nation and mm. and so my advice is to build down first i mean it's right. Right. it's the oak tree yeah. That you, oh, that little thing, I can just pull that and replant it in my in my right. yard. No, <laughs> no. I mean, it takes a backhoe to get this little oak right. out, you know, because it's totally. it's so deep. Yeah. And I think that is what I'm so grateful for, mm. because I, for years that I was at Cornerstone, I looked around and I'm like, I'm the youth pastor of this thing. That's not even. I mean, I've got these, like three awkward freshmen in high school <laughs> and I'm the youth pastor of these right. three awkward people. And I'm looking over at Paul Sabino leading this massive, you know, yeah. salt company ministry. And, and I felt like I was in ministry purgatory, you know, and <laughs> it's, but that was God's gift to me. Oh man. And, and so I guess, um, that, yeah, your thoughts on, yeah, I just, I just know that what what I believe God did for me generously is uh kept pushing me down you know in a in a healthy way because even when I got done with seminary out in Los Angeles and and felt like I was kind of riding the crest of the wave just um nothing but you know prosperity ahead for mm -hmm. me ministry wise and just got slammed to the ground spent you know, two, mm. three years, just, just, <laughs> just kidding, getting nowhere, just backward, really. Um, those were pivotal times for me because I, I think I embraced and needed to experience it that this life is not about success. This life is not about achievement. It's about faithfulness, mm. right? Unfortunately, as soon as it's it's like going through, I, I'm just getting done with first and second kings in the old testament. Unfortunately, some of those lessons have to be relearned over and over because mm -hmm. just as soon as prosperity hits again, 
you forget about all those wounds that you incurred in the way that God pushed you down. Yeah. Suddenly, all of a sudden, you've got aspirations again, and you're climbing mm-hmm. to the top, you know, and God has to like, plink, <laughs> take yeah. you back down. And, well, think so. about like, guys like Asa, who King Asa, it was toward the end of his life, oh, in his prosperity, so that he, you know, reached out to, was it Pharaoh Nico for help or whatever, and says like, um, you know, even in his old age, you know, he didn't reach out to the Lord, but he sought the Lord early on. Hezekiah. Desperate. Yeah, Hezekiah. Even Josiah. A little yeah. bit. I mean, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. tons yeah. of, even yeah. the hero ones, right? right? Where right. you realize, ah, we're just never immune. We're never yeah. going to be right. uh, with, you know, we're, we're always going to be vulnerable to that mm-hmm. envy, that passion to have more, to, to grasp at the, at the next yep. thing. And yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Well, there's a lot there. We can work on that chapter another time. Man. So, uh, but anyway, like we're, that. yeah. So uh, we hope you guys have a great week. And uh, I don't know, that's the stuff we're thinking about and talking about today. So <laughs> um, we will see you next time. Have a great week.